Oh shit, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing up there? This is Intergalactic Interviews, and this is episode 164. Did you start this off by hitting the, I did, yeah. <laughs> the vocal cover? Uh, the voice you just heard uh, is the wonderful, the talent, uh, making wonderful, the talented uh, Jeremy Parkin. How Hi. you doing, sir? I'm good. Making a return to the show. It's been a year. It's been about a year, right? It's been, yeah, it's been yeah, about, about a year. About, I think you were here last <laughs> April. Yep. Um, a lot has changed for you in the last uh, year. Yep. Uh, you've been doing well for yourself. You had an album, it charted. Yes. Uh, that album is Black Dog, available everywhere right now in streaming. Everyone should go check it out. It's one of my favorite albums, actually. I've checked out in years. Thank you. Years, man. That's very... Dude, I really appreciate that. Thank you. It's great to be able to talk about it now, because the last time I had you on the show, I was talking about it in such a... Um, I don't know, roundabout way because it hadn't come out yet. So I was no. I was trying to be like, hey, when I, everything I heard, I loved it. I think you guys should get ready for it. But then it came out and it, it did well, man. Like people Thanks. liked it. You know, you, you seem to have uh, built like a little little bit of a following that people want to see what you're doing. And it's weird. It's weird, right? It's like 16-year-old kids. You're right. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of high school kids. Yeah, not not an old timer like you. What are you, a 21? I just turned 21. 21? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, geez, I mean like. You know, you, you should be thinking RRSP at this point. I like, know. Come on, come on. I got to retire. <laughs> you're uh, you're you're dope as fuck, man. Thanks. I think I think something that's really cool about you is uh, you're you're this producer that just totally captures moods. You yeah. absolutely capture Thank like you. like complete thoughts. Something I was doing before the podcast was I was walking around just listening to the album. And I've yeah. done this a few times. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah really. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I've done this a few times, but like I'll always get into the way you sequence records are so good. I want to give you a few compliments first before we get into this. Okay. I I have them in front of me here, so I know exactly. What's what your I'm. favorite song first? Oh, okay. So I knew you'd ask that. I, it's a combination. Uh, it would be between Bad Friends and uh, Am I saying this next one right? Ab- Aberlour. Aberlour, yeah. Aberlour. Yep. What is Aberlour? What does that mean? Um, I believe it's a place in Scotland, but it's a type of Scotch. Type of scotch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talking to a Jack Daniels guy. I'm like, I don't know any other liquor. I oh, guess so I'm good. just dumb. Um, I love that record. Aberlour actually speaks to me the most. That matches really? my mood right now big time. When I walk around, that hits me. I actually like see other people's lives in front of me. I like stop thinking about me and I start thinking about yeah. others. That Which is like, you know, for me right now, this is like a major point. Uh, a difficult thing recently for me is trying to like stop fucking focusing so much inside it sucks you know you know how yeah. that goes and that kind of brings me to the title of the record black dog black dog now you told me this already way back when i first heard the uh the record did i play the you the time. demos i played you the demos didn't I, I think so yeah i was i was really captivated by the fact that you'd recorded so much ambient sound yeah. to go with your your songs yeah what uh what is the story behind the title of the album well, this is like the first time I've got to talk about this like publicly, I think. I'm excited. Yeah. Um Well, I, I know I know it means a lot and I've recently come to terms with some stuff on the show and that's why maybe this this kind of speaks to me a little bit more. But yeah. I, I wanna hear what you your your version of explaining why why the album is titled Black Dog. Okay. Well um I originally first heard the term in I wanna say twenty sixteen. Okay. Twenty sixteen in Vancouver. I was down here for a trade show with my boss and like uh, the trip was kind of just like going a little funny Mm -hmm. and uh, we were sitting in the hotel room and like the night before we had like food poisoning. I like broke one of like my necklaces that was it's like kind of like a family heirloom like it was given to me by my uncle. Okay. Um, And there was just some stuff going on back home for me and we're like kind of sitting in the hotel room and I was about to take off to the airport because I was leaving earlier than him. And he was like, uh, yeah, Joe, the black dog's got you. And I was like... The black dog? I was like, what? What, do you, what did you say? Yeah. And he's like, the black dog, Jared. It's like, it's you know, it's, it kind of means like a bad mood or like depression. And I was like, interesting. He's like, yeah, you can look it up. Like, it, you know, it's a term and a metaphor or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. So I kind of read up further into it. And I read that it was kind of popularized by Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. And he used the term a lot in his journals as, like, I guess, like a personification. He, it was like a way to, like, make his, like, depression and things like that, like, a tangible thing, right? Right. Because like, it was more relatable in that it's this, like, entity. Yeah. 
yeah, you know, he would he would say that he'd be like waiting for the train or something, and his his black dog would like be around the corner, you know, and he'd feel like he'd want to like jump in front of the train or something. Yeah, or he'd be like near the edge of like a balcony, and he'd be like, if he saw his black dog there, he'd have to get away from the edge of the balcony. Yeah, he's he's super dark, but he was such a yeah. you know, motivational leader. Yeah, it's incredible that so many people in history, a lot of leaders had, had such moody personalities. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Very strange. So you gravitated towards it because of that. Uh, yeah. Did you watch uh, Dark the Darkest or in my darkest? What the fuck is it called? Darkest, darkest hour? hour. Yeah. Did you watch that? No. I oh. saw some like some like uh, Gary Oldman's amazing. Yeah, he yeah. looked really well, good in it. I yeah, was, he, he looked like yeah. depictions of him so well. Yeah. I think he won. You won Oscar for that, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he won yeah. Best Actor. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge Gary Oldman fan, but I haven't had yeah. a chance to watch it yet. I think I'd love it. Yeah. I'm just kind of waiting for like a good time to watch it. You know, mm-hmm. I get like that sometimes. When you just gotta wait. Yeah, do you ever really get like that with content when you want to watch something or or listen to something? You like save it, or do you? Or, or are you the kind of person that just listens to it right away or watches it right away? It really depends. I mean, I, I don't watch a lot of like TV or anything. Like, I kind of watch movies. I go on like little binges, but like for music, like if it's like an artist that's like important to me, like it's like instant. Instant. As soon as it drops, I need to hear it. Okay. Like, yeah. So like, there's 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 no like period where you like okay, I gotta have everything right and straight before I before Mm-mm. I listen to it? No. Okay. No. That's interesting. I always have to have, like, a certain environment. It's like really? I can't, yeah, I can't be distracted. I can't, you know, like if a new record drops from someone, especially, like, a, a big, like, you know what, man? I still haven't listened to all of, uh, all of uh, 444 in its entirety I by Jay-Z. My friend, my, like, my really good friend, he plays, like, a couple tracks off of it. And I really like them. I just, I can't, I, I haven't like listened them. to yeah. a full Jay-Z album, and there's somebody out there that's going to be like, yo, screw this You've kid. You've never like, listened to Never listened to a full Jay-Z really? album. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Not even the Black album? No. Wow. I'm, like, not a huge Jay-Z fan. But that's not me being, like, he's, like, I'm not saying he's, like, boring or anything. I'm not, like... Yo, speaking yeah. ill of Jay-Z at all like it's just like I it's just not it sounds like you really me. hate Jay-Z from a <laughs> fundamental level dude I hope he sends some <laughs> rock nation goons after me yeah yeah so, so okay so back to your hate about Jay-Z yeah we, we the, uh, <laughs> the, the okay the main point I was getting to though is like the way people consume content is so much different mm-hmm when you put out an album, because this is like an album, how many cuts is this? This is like eleven. Eleven cuts. So when you put out an album like Black Dog, this album represents like a period of your life. It's not an EP. No, it runs longer it's like a than big that. Chunk. It's, it's, it's like an album, you know. So, there's a lot of feelings in there. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite song on it? Florida, Florida, Florida. or everything or Lexi. I'm very curious. Why? Why did you say Florida so quickly? Um. I wrote that song probably, like, a couple of days after I had the interview with you, actually. I wrote it in, like, a day and, like, recorded most of it in, like, a day. Wow, really? And it, yeah, it just, like, came out really easy. It was, like, right after I got back from Florida. Is that uh, before or after we did some keys together? When I, what was that? That would have been, like, like right after. Right after, right? Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's pretty cool. But, yeah, Florida's, like, easily my favorite song. I don't know just feels so good when i listen to that song that's cool man yeah seriously that's really cool Thanks. i like i like having even fucking even the tiniest bit of uh association with that like just that you uh you made that after doing the podcast yeah, that, that's kind of cool no problem. um let me ask you something your transitions i wanted to bring up this one specifically <laughs> the transitions between replacer and everything yeah when those records sequence what was that totally the f- like first draft? Like, how did you how did you do that? Because like I listened I listened to that and I was like, like that that sounds like someone not twenty made that. Thanks, you know what man. I mean? That's, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I it's guess, like, it's, um, it's it sounds like very on the mark. I don't know how else to put it, but when I'm listening as a producer, I'm like, there's certain things I listen to where I'm like, I'm like, this has to fall here, this falls here. I want this here, I want this here, and every time I listen to it, I'm not critiquing i'm listening do you know what i mean like it's it's right in that zone (laughs) where i'm not like trying to reverse engineer it or something i'm just like whoa this is cool this this naturally locks so what is it how did you come up with that well everything was finished or kind of like the idea was like conceived like way before replacer um everything that sample in it the uh skytrain sample i recorded that in like 2016 probably like 
I want to say October, mm-hmm. like right before I went back home because I was supposed to be living down here at that point. Couldn't find a place to rent. And then, and then I, yeah, I like went back home. Back so to I ha- UK. Yeah, so I had that song uh, recorded or that sample, sorry. Right. And then, um, yeah, I started a few of the songs on the record before everything. And then I just like had that sample and I had my ukulele and I just started it and worked on it over about a month or two. And then Replacer, um, it was kind of just like I had the original little like kind of, you know, like the woozy like little lead synth yeah. at the beginning. I had yeah. that. And then I, I like the recording in the background of that is um, in the Starbucks and like beside my work. Like you can hear some of like the steam like coming yeah. from like those like the, I don't know, the like, uh, French espresso press. and like yeah. stuff like that. Like you can hear those in the background. And I just like, yeah, recorded in there one day. And just like, that's that really the track. Cool. But, um in terms of like transitioning in between the two, um, I just felt like Replacer, it's kind of like a pretty climactic point in terms of like the, the energy of it, mm-hmm. I guess. Cause like, I feel like most of the, like most people kind of describe the album as like meditative, I guess. Like a lot of people who don't instantly like, like lock into it, like emotionally, they'll call it like chill or like meditative, you know what I mean? So with Replacer, I thought it was like more of a high point for the mm-hmm. energy in the album. And then everything kind of takes you back to like a softer landing. Right. It's kind of like, you know, replacers like the anxiety and stress of everything and every, and then, and then everything is like, it's kind of the come down, you know? Why that title? Everything? Yeah. Uh, I was going to call it everything feels empty because it's like being in a, sky train alone and everything just feels pretty hollow i guess and like a rid like the file is called bleach and i was gonna call it bleach but then i just like ditched that because i felt i don't know everything just is like i like really broad broad um kind of like ambiguous things i guess i'm i'm exactly the opposite i everything is titled like so specific really like it has to be <laughs> like for me yeah. it's like i mean i also wrote a record called chill and like so i'm not like yeah. Yeah, it's the complete opposite sometimes. yeah but like i like to i don't know, like beat names way back in the day before i did my comp series yeah and i, and I just broke like six <clears throat> six sixteen or something like that mm-hmm. so before i started my comp series of like numbering beats and projects and things like that i used to write very specific titles because i want to remember what it was so i i'd say like like some beat would be called like i'm talking like this is like 2004 2005 i'd say like uh thrown in the wood chipper and i'd be like oh yeah this one yeah uh, this one yeah. yeah or uh what was another one it'd be like uh uh, uh sweating as you say this shit like that like yeah. just weird fucking like beat names yeah i wish i was more specific because like when i'm sitting down at my computer like when i'm walking around like i'll have all these titles in my head that i'm like oh this would be good and i have like a notepad in my phone <laughs> that i like keep these titles for like future songs right but like when i'm sitting at my computer i'll just name something like super dumb like, like, I don't know. Well, like, let me ask you this. With production, what's, what's something you want to work on? Like, what's something you, you, like, look at your own craft and you, like, say, I want to improve on this? Always songwriting. I, like, I don't want to be looked at as, like, a producer or, like, an electronic artist or, like, a hip-hop artist. Not that those are bad things. I just, like, I want to be, like, the Lou Reed of my generation, I guess. I want to be, like, a songwriter songwriter yeah i like i like the way you did that because that that stands out a lot of people kind of cling to their titles and whatnot when i introduced Mm -hmm. you on the show as a producer does that no ring hollow with you no no not at all i just feel like that's apt for for like for like me i just like i look up to to like to songwriters like like prince and yeah like lou reed and like iggy Mm -hmm. pop and david bowie that's i just i just appreciate those like the out like a lot of their albums like their early work you like enigmas yeah i do yeah i th- I feel like subconsciously i want to be like kind of like a cult of personality a little bit <laughs> maybe that's just like what i'm thinking about i don't know i just yeah what's your what's your favorite lou reed song um wagon wheel wagon wheel wagon wheel or like um i feel like it's like pretty cliche but like perfect day and i really mm-hmm. like um have you listened to After Hours off of their off of Velvet Underground's self-titled no. record? After Hours is like he got their drummer to sing it, and it was the first time that um, the drummer ever like recorded any singing. It was a female, 
and it's just like the kind of like the timbre of her voice it's very kid like like she sounds like maybe 10 years old on it and it's just mm-hmm. like i don't know his lyrics were just like super honest and straightforward right mm-hmm. and i i like things that are just like very cut and dry you know what i mean like <laughs> have you ever you listened know? to any of macaulay culkin's uh uh what is it the pizza have you heard of this no so he did a, a velvet underground cover band what yeah are you serious have you ever heard of this no maybe we can google this really quick while i try to explain the okay points. okay okay so macaulay culkin uh this is a few years ago this must mm-hmm. have been like eight eight years ago seven eight years ago yeah he came up with this uh band concept the pizza friends. underground the pizza underground. What? now all of their songs <coughs> are about are, are just uh velvet underground songs but they just changed the lyrics to pizza pizza toppings and... macaulay culkin he plays yeah. the kazoo percussion what's, and vocals yeah what's one of the songs from um, it should say like uh notable songs uh let's see uh, here uh all pizza parties <laughs> instead of all tomorrow's Parties. parties. Uh, pizza gal instead of femme fatale. Yeah. Take a bite. Lou reads, the... uh, so take a bite on the wild, wild side. Instead wow. of walk take on the wild Take a bite on the wild slice. <laughs> That's just... Oh, yeah. Well, it's silly, but I guess uh, I heard him recently <laughs> on another... He got booed off the stage on the 20... in 2014. Is he okay? Yeah. Is he like all He's right? He's doing really well. Okay, good. He just started his own podcast, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I heard him recently on another podcast, and he's doing quite well for himself. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, fine. he I lives feel in like, France. Yeah, I feel yeah. like the media likes to portray him as a train wreck. and The media likes to pick sucks. someone in every generation. It's yeah. really weird. I hope I'm that guy. You want to be that? Yeah, I want to be like, I want a headline that says like I was found in like a dumpster with like a fake baby and like meth on me or something. <laughs> like I want the media to like write a hit piece on me really bad. <laughs> It seems weird, though. Like, I don't know. I remember, like, Rob Schneider was this, like, SNL complete all-star. Yeah. And then started doing films. And very slowly but surely, he started becoming, like, the butt of jokes. Yeah. Like, Well, I mean, you the know? body of work produced right. also, I think, contributed to Right. This. But, like, we're still talking about on a long scale of things, right? Yeah. So you put Rob Schneider in a room and 100 people. He's probably still the funniest guy in the room. He's still probably the most. Probably. He's yeah. dusty, though. He looks like he smells like onions. Like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just, well, I'm but everybody likes onions. Like, what are you talking talent, about? Talent, though. Like, like, the way that people are perceived. Yeah. You know? mm. Like, if you're the worst player in the National Hockey League, you're still the top, top 500 tier, yeah. in the world. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? In the world. Yeah. Feel yeah. like the world's, like, your town? No, it's, like, the fucking world. Yeah. You know? like, Everybody that, that exists. Yeah, like, that, that kind of mentality. I'm just like, hmm. It's weird the media just singles people out and they're just yeah. like, this guy is, oh, um, it's okay to make fun of them, you know? Yeah. I don't like that. I hope I'm that guy one day. Yeah. Except I feel like I have to be like a, like a front man or like a singer mm. or like a rapper to achieve that. Is that what you think is next? You want to do like band work? Um, like, like a I band could, project? Uh, I want to, but like, I don't know. Maybe I just have like a complex and I like to do things on my own. Maybe, Maybe that's it. That's perfect for a band. Yeah. That's ideal. If you want a good drama band, <laughs> yeah. that's ideal. Yeah. Turns out <laughs> a lot of bands <laughs> are built around this kind yeah. of concept. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, maybe you just need to revitalize Pizza Underground. Yeah. <laughs> or Pizza Dog. I'll make Pizza Dog instead of Black Dog. I'll just like write lyrics to all the songs. Okay, let's mm. make up some pizza. titles right now. Pizza Dog. Um, okay. Okay, so you can do uh, I Feel... Uh, cheesy. I feel cheesy. Or, yeah. um, let me think. <laughs> I feel like I'm eating too much pepperoni. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they're all really vague names. <laughs> well, like, let's, Sunday slice. I, think, I don't feel like we've fully slice. broken down. That's good. <laughs> I don't feel like we've fully broken down the black dog as a, as a legendary creature. Which I've actually looked into before. I didn't realize that. Did you look this yeah. up? Yeah, I want to read so, maybe a little bit of what you, you pulled up there. So what I find interesting is that, like classically, the black dog is a spectral or demonic entity of folklore in the British Isles, yeah. right? And I love this image of it here. Did you see like, that? It's this like you see creature. that creature. So this is crazy. It looks like the Hounds of Baskerville times ten. Yeah, it's 10. like a weird. There's even like these. It's wow. like an ad, or like sort of like some wanted. What does that say? It's ter- it's all like kind of old English. Yeah, it's oldie timey. Oh, I can't okay. Really read that. So, but uh, it's neat though. It's wow. association with electrical storms, crossroads, places of execution, or ancient pathways. Whoa! So it's like kind of a weird Why? force. You know what I mean? Why crossroads? It's cool. Just because that's where like 
shit happens at crossroads because you're going to meet people and people on average, you don't want to meet them on the road. Of course. <laughs> you I, know. Have you ever watched the film Crossroads? Have either of you ever seen the film? No. I have not, no. no. It's got Ralph Macchio in it from Karate Kid. Oh. Like the original, I've never seen Karate Kid. The original Karate Kid? Yeah. Great fucking film. What, what year was that made? 84? 19 older than you are. Yeah. 19, <laughs> 19 older than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Karate Kid, the first one's amazing. It's like, I, it's super cliche and like kind of... 84. Hackier. Yeah, now, that's what I thought. I guess it's kind of fucking funny because, uh, like, I don't know, dude. I, it came up before I was born, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, like, yeah, I, was, I watched it later remember. in life. Yeah. But, like, uh, Crossroads is a film that he did, mm. the lead guy did right after. It's yeah. like his follow-up film. And he basically, he sells his soul to the devil. Yeah, that's uh, the what the story about Robert. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's Robert, the jazz guy. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Robert, uh, can you look that up real quick? We both know the name. Oh, he yeah. was, like, blind or something. Or... He's actually the basis of what uh, Bleeding Gums Murphy from uh, The Simpsons is. Yeah. It's supposed to be a play off that. Yeah. Robert Johnson? Robert yeah, Johnson. Robert Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did you type for a Google search? I typed in Robert sells soul to devil. Immediate. Yeah, yeah. Robert Johnson. <laughs> He's fucking famous. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. He's yeah. a very influential musician. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty crazy. Kind of, I like his murder, by the way. Hey, did he murder his wife or something? He was like... Can you look at this? Uh, I don't want to slander all, him, allegedly. It's all fucked. Oh, that's all fucked. That's okay. You can you just uh, look into that and just interject when you find it? That'd sure. Be good. Oh, one thing I wanted to add, though, was, like, I decided on the name Black Dog, like, in February of 2016. When I heard when I heard my boss say it, I knew it meant something. Right away. In my life, like, right away, I was like, that is the title. Because, like, I, before that, I had this working title, mm-hmm. and I still want to use that title. For something else made for your sequel um it's Soft i want to i want to make a short film and then score the short film and then have like the soundtrack and the short film be called like this title wow that's cool man i like that and anyways yeah black dog once like i so i got back from vancouver in november 2016 back to whitehorse and that's when i started writing it and i had all these samples that i recorded here and stuff like the skytrain thing and um basically like what i would do is i would make a song and then i'd make another song and then what i started to do is i started putting them into like little just like um like like mixes so they would play kind of just as one go like on my phone in one session so you Mm -hmm. have everything lined up end to end yeah yeah on my phone and i like i started listening to it like every day on repeat and then it would just keep getting bigger and bigger and i started just like obsessing over it and i like made it just like my everything like it just encapsulated like my whole kind of like world up until I finished it. And I started noticing like how many black dogs there are everywhere. Mm, sure. And it's kind of strange because like, yeah, like I'd see it and I just like I'd feel it something because like obviously like I That's knew, really strange. I, I named it Black Dog because the album is about ultimately about depression, I guess, in like a certain mm-hmm. time period in my life. And I kind of identify as that character with that character. So, um yeah, it was just strange. I started seeing like these black dogs everywhere, and it was just like kind of <laughs> weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I still it. see them now. And like, well, sure. I'll be driving with my friends, and they'll be like black dog, and we'll just like notice them everywhere now. Damn. It's kind of weird. Yeah. That numerology is like that. Are you familiar with any of that? Um, like, is it kind of like the movie The Number Twenty Three? A little bit. Yeah. 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 Basically, <laughs> you know, you just become obsessed. <clears throat> you yeah. see, you see patterns and things. You ever talk to someone? They're like, every time I look at the clock, it's always eleven, yeah. eleven. Yeah, totally. Like that. It's like you're subconsciously triggering yourself to do that. Yeah. Right? But like, what what is making you do that? Especially if you're actively not trying to do it. Yeah. No, I know. So it's a bit of a logical crazy. fallacy, though, right? Like, you What's don't that? remember all the times that you see it at eleven thirteen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you basically you, you notice yourself. it. You notice it because you're yeah. looking for it. <clears throat> yeah. Even yeah, like, though you've you, seen the you clock. You notice it yeah. because you notice it. Yeah, and exactly. you're zoning in on it, right? Yeah. yeah. That's it's like, like confirmation bias almost. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you're also attracting those things in your life. Like, if you're thinking about black dogs. Yeah. It's very possible. I mean, it's like even people that own, much. you know, cars or whatever. It's like, how often do you see the, own, the same model of car yeah. that you own? You're like, oh, I see another, yeah. like, Tiburon yeah. or whatever. You're like, yeah. Yeah. I always blame the. you're thinking about it. I always blame relative spawning for that. Re- what is in what? Grand Theft Auto? Oh God, yeah. that's a different relative one. spawning. Yeah, like, but that's whoa, actually every, a system. Everyone has a Ferrari. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they moved away from that a bit. I would actually a like to bit. talk to them. Yeah, 
You talk to them? No, I'm saying I would like <laughs> to kind of know the yeah. algorithms more about that. But oh yeah, I I I gotta tell you, uh, I, I said I had a couple compliments for you. Yeah, I, sorry. I have, I have another compliment for you. Tangent, right? Your album, Black Dog, has inspired me to put together this instrumental album. Really? Yeah. Are I, you serious? I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> See, that's thank you. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah. Shortly after you played me some stuff in the car, I started thinking about the viability for myself. Like, mm-hmm. is it feasible for me to do something like that? Because, like, a lot of the time, the effort you put into records, if there's, like, a placement to be made with a rapper or an artist or a singer or something like that mm-hmm. or, or, like, a film, or it's like, well, maybe it should go there. Maybe it should be there first and then see what happens, right? Yeah. That's very common. You know that. But then I was thinking more and more. And I've, like, let it incubate this, like, whole time. Good. It only kind of <laughs> dawned on me, like, maybe 48 hours ago. But I was like, I think I just got to do this. Mm-hmm. I, it's gone from, like, I'm just going to release a single, like, just an instrumental, just, mm-hmm. hey, there's some stuff, um, to, like, no, I think I got a whole project. I'm just yeah. going to put it out. And I like the idea. I like I like how you did that. And I, I like how, I don't know, it's just, it's, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like, you know, because I've released records where I'm rapping before, where mm-hmm. it's like, this is exactly what I feel, and I'm putting it out exactly like yeah. this. But then I listen back to it, and it doesn't maybe reflect how I feel now. Mm-hmm. So I, I listen back to it, and I go, I go, okay, like that was true for the moment mm-hmm. and the time, and that's cool. Maybe someone connected to that was mm-hmm. where. But I feel like with my instrumentals, the stuff I'm composing, I feel like, like what you're saying, where it's yeah. like, you know, this is. This is something that captures moods. This captures like a feeling. This is like an era contained, yep. you know. And I, I and I get that lyrically, you can do that as well. But man, there's something about it that I'm just I find really appealing. I really want to do it. You should just honestly, man, just be as honest with yourself as possible. Like I feel like people really resonate with honesty. Like whether you're you're seeking that or not in your music, you you just find it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can tell when an artist is being authentic. Like. You seem you. very authentic. Like all your Instagram posts are just like, Thanks, <laughs> I'm just like this, this guy, there's no errors whatsoever. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, I try to be as like honest, like all the time, like yeah. with everything that I put out. Cause I feel like a lot of things is just like a big dog and pony act like a big dance for everybody yeah. else. You know what I mean? And like, I, w- I don't want to do that. Like, I just want to live for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like look back on something and be like, why did I do that? <clears throat> Yeah, but um, yeah, man, just be honest with yourself and just yeah. like write love songs and write not love songs, like write songs about being sad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I uh, I was uh, the f- one, like a interviewed subject this weekend for a, a psilocybin documentary. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So I I was asked to be part of this like shroom documentary. Wow. <laughs> and uh you know talking about some experiences I've had in the past. Yeah. Uh, some of the stuff that helped me creatively and and reflectively looking back now helped me through some mental health issues that yeah. I, I didn't know I had at the time. Yeah. And uh you know I I'd like to score that documentary and that was a conversation Dude. I had out of that and you know doing doing some scoring work before that's like my favorite thing. That's yeah. my favorite thing to do when you say that you you want to do a short film and, mm-hmm. and score it dude all the support in the world i Thank think you, you should totally do it that's like you know i'm, I'm mixing a short film right now and mm-hmm. i'm not and i'm not scoring it i'm just mixing it yeah and my all i want to do is score it yeah make I, music I, too. yeah i almost want to like score it i don't i don't know if i really have the time for this but like i want to score it yeah just for me well that's like what that's what tyler the creator did when he was like um like when he wasn't rapping mm-hmm. he would like find movies that he liked and he would like make scores to them that's what I did with Fight Club with yeah. Izzy. I just, really? I, yeah, I found That's all. Cool. I found all the all the portions of Fight Club that had no no because uh, the the Dust Brothers were mm. the guys that, uh, that the Chemical this. Brothers did it, but they they did it before they were the Chemical Brothers. I'm pretty sure. Hold on, am I wrong? We can verify this. You want to verify that? I'm pretty sure it's the Dust Brothers. Oh, okay, somebody told me the Chemical Brothers like a year ago. Mm. So I could be wrong. I might be wrong, but having rescored the film. Yeah, I, I'll say like it was, <coughs> it was the Dust Brothers, right? Am I right about that? Yes. Damn. Okay. Now I know. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Chemical Brothers are crazy talented, and I really like them. Yeah. They also uh, they were wait, they wait. produced Mbop by Hanson. Yeah. Shocker. Which is nice. What song is that? Can you sing it? 
Mm-bop. Hanson? You never heard Hanson? You know, mm-bop, I probably have. I you just can't think of band. it. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's kind of silly as fuck. It's a boy band? Yeah. Oh, but they thought, fuck, the, yeah. they thought the lead, it was a big thing when they came out because it was three brothers. Yeah. But they all had long hair. And the middle brother was the singer. Yeah. His name was Taylor. Taylor Hanson. And everyone thought he was a chick. There's <laughs> a bunch of dudes that were like... I don't remember that. Yo, Taylor, that really? yo, yo Taylor Hanson's pretty sexy, man. Really? Yeah. And there was even a Family Guy joke about it that came out years after. Yeah. Quagmire's... Craig was like, eh, that, that Hanson. Yeah. That that singer's hot. It's like, dude, that's a, that's a <laughs> guy. Maya, that's a man yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty cool like catalog, actually. They got Paul's Boutique. Yeah. They, I mean, they've been around for a while. Wow. Paul's two two yeah. Beck albums and and uh, yeah, soundtrack for, for Fight Club and Moombop. That's yeah, an interesting. That, that's a. Those that's are a all very, winners. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah they, wide array. They, yeah. they also produce a track yeah. for. Uh, the Spawn soundtrack with Corn. Oh yeah, anyway, the PA. Yeah, but anyway, that's, but that's a that was a cover. That was a Public Enemy oh, okay. remake. I'm pretty yeah. confident because that's a, anyway. Anyway, whatever. Good old Corn, man. But uh, yeah, man, it's pretty interesting. Like, like rescoring films was such a huge eye opener for me. Mm-hmm. I was doing that record for Mizzy, and I, I thought I was like, okay, look, when we did that album together, it was just about resequencing the dialogue originally to make it fit for the story that we were retelling for Mizzy. Right. And then it eventually became like, hey, I have all this stuff that I've sampled that has no scoring. So I re rescored it all. Some of it's more sinister. Some of it's happier. Yeah. I don't know. That's very cool, man. Yeah, it is. Well, it yeah. is what it is. Concept albums are interesting. That's why I like, that's why I gravitate towards your record. Thanks, man. I like it. I like that you look at it like a con- concept album. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it starts thanks, off man. walking. That's really home. cool. You like yeah. walk home. Uh, you know what? I I'm love? glad that you caught that, <laughs> bro. Right away, right away. I, I listen to it when when you say things like, uh, "I feel like I feel like I'm dying." Yeah, it's it's by that point in the record usually where I'm like so introspective that it sometimes the songs meld at that point yeah. and I have to like look. I have to remind myself yeah. of the phone like what I'm listening. See, that's to. very. You know that's mean? so makes me so happy. Yeah, I could like. I don't know if you want me to talk about it or not, but I could like kind of give you some background information and in all the samples. Well, like when I say samples, it's like things I recorded, mm-hmm. right? In in a lot of the songs, like. Are you asking me if I want to know that? Yeah. I mean, this interview isn't really about you, so I don't. That's I'll a good think, point. I'm not really interested. In any of <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, dude, bro, obviously, come um, on, this is why we're here. I want I want to hear all that. Walking home, um, the like you hear like a bunch of like kids in the park and stuff Mm -hmm. i was that was from like 2014 i recorded that like when i was in grade 12 and i was sounds like i was getting off the bus and my friend um my good friend james who was there when i originally downloaded fruity loops if he watches this hi james i love you but um he like his brother was like recording some music at the time and then his brother gave uh like give him this iRig microphone that you could plug into your iPhone. Mm-hmm. And then James was like, oh, dude, I'm not going to use this. Like, take this. And he gave it to me. And, um, yeah, it was, like, the first day that I had it. And it was, like, April, I want to say, like, April 24th, 2014. I was getting off the bus, and I was walking home um, from the bus. And the bus stop was, like, near an elementary school. Right. And I was kind of just, like, capturing that. You can hear, like, the cars pass by me and stuff. And then, like, some of the birds in the background are from, like, the like the cliff near my house where I was living at the time. And then, like, when that song ends is, like, actually just, like, when the recording ended and, like, I got home kind of thing. I kind of think of it as, like, me actually getting home and closing the door and then yeah. things kind of start, right? Did you score it then to the length of the sample? Um, yeah, without noticing it. I yeah. did. Like, I just had it, like, in my sequencer. Right. And I just, like... Because, like, what I did for a lot of those sounds is I, I like wrote these like chords on like um like an e piano kind of thing and mm-hmm. then i i slowed it down i think five semitones and stretched the sound out so it sounds like a lot more synthetic yeah and, like yeah it's i love hearing different styles and stuff like that like i man i can think of maybe one one song i produced maybe that I, that i've fucked with uh any kind of pitch or semitones really it's like if i if i can't play it then I don't, then I don't do it, kind of thing. Yeah. But I love the experimentality of it, like, like your your method of doing that. Like when you were telling me last year when you're on the show and we were talking about that session we did together, 
and I was like, yeah, I played play keys for a bit, and then you took the files, and I was like, hope this turns out rad, and it turned out fucking amazing. Thanks, man. Um, but I look back on that, and I go, okay, so uh, th- when you were like, yeah, I've like pitched them down, and I did this, and I added the fact, and I, I've like pulled this into it, I'm like, that's crazy. That's super cool, because like, that's that's just different. Like, it's just different mm-hmm. philosophy. I like it's like martial arts. Interesting. It is. It's like your kung fu, my kung fu. Cool, man. Right? Thanks. They meet up, and it's just like, yeah. yo, I like it. Well, I think, like, I wanted to make, like, an ambient song on the album, and the way that I went about the album originally is, like, I wanted to make really organic-sounding electronic music, right? Because, like, a lot of the like the drum samples on that are, like, things I recorded, like, uh, like in Bad Friends. There's, like, a car door being closed. Mm-hmm. There's a garage door being closed, and I feel quiet. Um, like... Like, that type of thing. Yeah. I use that all over the record. I use, like, uh, my guitar pick, like, scraping against my teeth. I use, like, my pen hitting my desk. Like, just things like Super that. Super organic. Yeah. I felt like I wanted to use, like, the sounds, like, people ignore a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I like, things that. that people normally push to the side. Like, the sound of, like, a coffee shop or, like, the SkyTrain sound that you hear every day, but you don't really think anything of it. It's just, yeah. like, you're running on autopilot on the time, and people don't notice these things and how, like, you know, beautiful these things can be in a certain sense, right? Yeah. I I think that there's something subconscious there that pulls people into it because it's so so natural. Like, I'm telling you from a listening perspective, like, when I listen to it, man, like, Look, look, I, I, I wasn't involved in any of these sessions. I'm yeah. a pure listener, right? Yeah. So I'm listening to him, and I'm just <laughs> like, I'm like, it just feels right. You know, earlier when I was saying, like, I, I don't reverse engineer it. I'm like, that's rare for me. Like, I listen, cool. to, I listen to a lot of stuff, stuff I love. And the first thing I do is, like... Pick it apart. Yeah. yeah I'm like, I'm like, too. I'm like, hmm, how do I do this? But you're, it's like yours. It's like I feel like I'd be, like, you know, pulling a pattern out of a afghan or something like that you know what i mean like it, uh-huh. it'd be like i could i would just i would just destroy it you know what i mean like i, I would yeah. everyone, cool, it's almost man. like i don't want to touch it because it's yeah. like this is fucking rad i don't want to i have know. i have an album like that in my life that like heavily influenced like black dog that like i i try to pick it apart but i'm like it doesn't make sense to pick this apart and i don't even know where to begin you know what i mean like what, there's what album's that uh bad vibes by shlomo Interesting. I, yeah, that's my guy, man. That's like who I look up to the most. He's the like, most. Yeah. Interesting. Do you he, have a favorite Shlomo cut you you want to share? Uh, dude. Uh, off top, it's called "I Can't See You, I'm Dead." Wow, what the fuck? I've never heard this record. Oh man, it's like you recommend. This is like I have to go. This album this right saved away. my life when I was in high school, for real. Like I love that album wow. so much. Are That's you crazy. looking at it? Dude? Oh, I can. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Look yeah. at the cover. Yeah. Yeah, pull that up. Thanks, C Mart. I uh I can't I don't have like I couldn't we could devote like a whole show to me talking about how that album makes me feel like tell the me, songs. Tell me how it makes you feel. Man, like I don't know, like I've my my good friend Zach, who makes music too back in Whitehorse, like he showed it to me in like I wanna say either grade ten or like grade eleven. And last um, week. Yeah, <laughs> I just graduated. Um, but uh, just a young fella. That's yeah. what I like. I was just like, what's what up? was the? Uh, it's a song. Bad vibes. Yeah, the song's called "I Can't See You I'm Dead." Oh, okay. Yeah, it came out in 2011. It says, okay. but the album's Bad Vibes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I met him twice. I got him Black Dog before it was released on a USB. I wanted to get signed to his label that he has in like it's like a music collective based out of LA called We Did It. Mm. And I got the like a USB of it to him at the show. He never hit me back, but like my I don't know. Either I'm gonna do it on my own now, or like I figured out that with his like kind of collective that he does, he likes to kind of pick up people as they're just formulating a fan base, not not just like some fresh kid. It's like the music's cool, yeah. But like the fan base isn't there, right? Like you need some sort of kind of like where you're backing at. right now. You're I'm like trying you're, to. You're yeah. getting there. Yeah. I think you I think you're building towards that absolutely. Yeah, I actually I went to um do you know who Brockhampton is? Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> dude. America's favorite boy band. But anyways, um, which is fun. I love that that's how they marketed. Dude, but. it's they are a boy band though. Like if you if you were at the show, you'd realize that they're a boy band. Like They're like people go crazy for them, dude. I know. They're like 15 deep or some shit, right? Like how many people? Um yeah, there's like I think I want to say there's like 14 like members, but they count like their visual artists and their photographers as, right. as members. It's kind of like Boomsday a little bit in that way. Mm-hmm. Um I I saw footage of Brockhampton this is my first taste of Brockhampton. Yeah. I saw footage of Brockhampton about six months ago, mm-hmm. 
and they released some single and it had only been out like maybe two weeks mm-hmm. and they did some festival and the whole crowd knew golf wing the golf wing carnival i think that's what yeah. it was. and every every the footage was it was crazy mm-hmm. the, every fucking person in the crowd knew the song and and they were blown away on stage because they're like, dude, yeah. this just came out. Just came out. Yeah. Like two weeks ago. Not yeah, it was, even it was exaggerating. Like August 15th it came out, I think. And then like, yeah, that, the Golf Fan Carnival was at like the last show of like a tour they were doing. And it was like, like I, th- I want to say 12,000 people or 15,000 people. Yeah. And yeah, That's they just wild. went nuts. Oh, That's wild. You're right. But my story. I sorry. Would, yeah. 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 Sorry, sorry dude. Like, I, I, I know you're good. like talking about Brockhampton there. Okay. Oh, man, I love them so much. Good. Good. Let me um, know. <laughs> So, yeah, I went to the Brockhampton show that was here on the 26th of February, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, it's at the Vogue. And, like, I got my ticket, like, um, like two hours before the show, maybe an hour before the show. So I went. It was at the Vogue. Saw Nardwar outside and, like, had a little moment. <laughs> and then... Um, Jeremy Parkin, why don't you tell me a little bit about your life? Oh, man. There's, like, it's funny. My friend, my friend Dustin has been kind of, like, with me through, like, this whole kind of journey of, like you know, making music. Like, he was there in, like, grade 7 when I, like, recorded, like, this demo as Leprosy. I was, like, a death metal band. Okay. And, but he was there for all that. Anyways, um, he's, like, we'll Leprosy. be we'll be talking or, like, doing something, and he'll be, like, that's, like, a Nardwar thing that'll be brought up, like, in your Nardwar interview. Because that's, like, like one of my goals, like, to earn that interview. Yeah. But anyways, is that the Vogue? <clears throat> and I was, like, in the kind of, like, standing in, at the back of the crowd that was forming in front of the stage and I'm kind of like looking around and then I like look to my left and I see this girl with like pink hair don't really think anything of it I'm like still kind of standing there glance at her again for a minute because like you know I'm by myself there's nothing really else to do so I'm just looking around listening to my music and my headphones and I noticed she's like wearing like a like a paper clip choker and I was like why do I feel like I know that like necklace like weird yeah and I'm looking at my phone and then I like like looked at like um a story on my phone like on instagram mm-hmm. and it was this girl that i followed back because she followed me because like around the time that my album came out and it was her and she was like oh wearing a paperclip choker today and i was like no like there's no way so like i look at her profile and i was like looked at her and i was like no way so i like looked at her and she could saw like notice sorry she noticed me looking at her and i like kind of like like was giving her like a funny look right and i was like Hey, like, I'm really sorry if this is weird, but like, is your name Haley? And she looks <laughs> at me, she's like, she's like, oh my God, like, are you Jeremy? And I was like, yeah, like, nice to meet you. Yeah. And she's like, I'm from the internet. She's like, yeah, like, she's like, oh my God, like, I didn't think I'd ever meet you. And she was like, it was like meeting like a fan, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like somebody who doesn't know me personally, but like enjoys my music. And I didn't have any like black dog stickers or anything on me, but I like realized that I had like a like one of my buttons on my hat, and I gave her my button, and she was like super stoked. Nice man, and um, that's cool. Yeah. Those kind of moments are so cool, man. It's really cool when you can see the reality of it. Yeah, you know something about the podcast that's weird is like you can put it out and not hear for like months, sometimes years, mm-hmm. and then someone will go ahead and they'll they'll like binge for forty fucking episodes, and then you get a message and be like, hey man. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And it's like not really maybe relevant even to your life anymore. You're like, you're like, Hey, yeah, that record came out or, yeah. you know, this kind of thing. Like we're talking about this right now. Yeah. Someone can listen to this five years from now. <clears throat> the internet, man. Right. And they're like, yeah. they're like, it's funny. Jeremy's talking about Brock Hampton since he's done so many records with him so far, you know, kind of blah, blah, blah. Oh man. That kind of thing. We're yeah. like the connection. But then in, in person, someone comes up to you, you get immediate feedback. They're like, yeah. Hey, what's up, man? They're like, Hey, Hey, I love this. Yeah. You're yeah. like, have a pin. Yeah, from that, my own hat. Yeah, that was crazy, dude. Like, oh, I was so humbled. That was like, it was a good like motivator. Not that I ever feel like giving up because this is like the one thing in my life that like I'll always be very focused on. But it was just like a good like you know kick in the ass. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. That's rad, dude. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm so happy to see you doing well. I really am stoked on the record. I think it's amazing. Thank you. Um, got a shout out, Holy Sock Gang. Got to shout out uh, Black Dog again. Uh, I want to know uh, from your own words what your next move is. You said you're doing the short film. You want to do the short film next? Uh, Mm, How far along are you? Is this still gestating? It's just like it's in my head. Um, That'll probably be like a a year or two down the road. Because like right now, I think like I'm 43 days away from releasing a Black Dog 
Remix EP. That's right. Yeah. I was trying to set you up for this. That's yeah, why I, wanted, yeah, to say, I yeah. wanted you to say. So it's four, four of my favorite songs that I did different versions of. I'm not going to, like, give anything away because, like, it's kind of, like, it's going to be special for That's cool. a certain person. But, um, yeah, like, for example, like, Everything, like, that song, I did, like, the version that I do live. Like, cause like I performed that like almost the whole album live for like my birthday, which was also a fundraiser. But I like I added like a like guitar tone on it, and it's mm-hmm. like it's it hits like it has like a little bit more of a punch to it. It's cool. Do you prefer it? I do actually. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit more dismal. Like I feel like the back half of the track is like pretty like melodramatic and like oh like everything sucks. But <laughs> this new version is it's like it's a little bit like angrier. It's works better live, right? That. Translates better. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I like that, man. Okay, well, uh, Black Dog Remix record coming mm-hmm. out soon. Available cool. on all multi-platform streaming. Yeah, yeah, it'll be on everything. Else. Everywhere, right? And I'm working on a bunch of new songs. That I think I'm gonna release like a four-track EP of like new stuff. Yeah, that's pretty nice. cool. Yeah, I'm very excited. I like a title EPs. for that. Yeah, do you have a title for that yet? Um, no, but I'm working on the art. Black Pack. For- Black Pack. No, it's called White Cat. Oh, nice. White Cat. Yeah. No, that sounds weird. It sounds like a sexual thing. Uh, white, white Cat. cat. I don't know. Sounds... Let's go pick up some White Cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gray, gray squirrel. Sounds like drugs. Yeah. Let's go pick up some White Cat. Yeah. No, yeah, or weird vodka. Yeah, you're. Like, yeah, you notice how the siren started when you said mm-hmm. that? I, I know. Oh, jeez, we got to wrap this up. We got to Jeremy Parkin. If people are so inclined, how to visit you, Jerry yeah. Parkin? How can yeah. they do it? Uh. Please follow me on Instagram. I feel like that's like my main. Oh, it's at Jer Parkin, J E R P A R. Yeah, we have it up right here. Yeah, beautiful. Check that out. You can see the really dumb things that I post. You post. It's funny sometimes. I I see them and I'm like, this is dumb, but it makes me laugh every time. I'm just like, this is silly. I've realized (laughs) that like, yeah, I'm like, this one's awesome. Like learning to fly. Nice. I like this one. That's thanks, man. That was in the, that was in like this local newspaper back at home. I was doing like this, like, it's called like the folklore show. And they, they like tricked me into becoming the cover of the paper. And I was like, I wasn't prepared for this. And they just like gave me this guitar and were like, pose with this, like, look like you're doing something. And I was like, okay. I like that shit, man. I I like what you're doing, bro. I really, really want you to keep moving and keep, keep things going, man. Who's this not black dog in here? What? Oh yeah, this. Oh, that that's Red Dog. That's, oh. that was a, no, so, I'm serious. That was no, no, a photo. Red Dog. Seymour just pulled. Oh yeah, up, sorry. Seymour uh, just pulled up an Instagram photo of Jeremy Parkin. Yeah, it looks like the inside of the album. And it's, it's the back. The back. Okay. The back sorry. of the Checklist. album. And sorry, there is a dog on the on the yeah in, not in the photo, but he's yeah. not black. Yeah, that but was the dog Red I, Dog. Yeah, non noir. Her name was Red Dog. And oh, that's nice. That was the dog I grew up with. Oh, that's nice. One. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That I was like a couple days before I was like submitting it. Uh, I was like going through these pictures at my mom's house, and I found that, and it just like it felt pretty profound with the title of it, and mm-hmm, like yeah. my the look on my face in that picture too. Um, yeah, I just felt it felt right, <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, this is gonna be the trackless picture." And then there's like yeah, like the alt- alternate cover too that I did. Nice, yeah. dude. Jeremy Parkin, you're a very talented guy, Thanks, man. man. I'm so glad this you came is, to do this. This is a good experience. I'm, man, I'm glad we made this work. I know it was yeah. like kind of almost last minute a little bit putting yeah. it together, but I'm glad we actually sat down and made yeah, this totally, happen. Yeah, totally, man. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you are so inclined, you enjoyed today's episode or you want to look at past content, we definitely recommend you check out Intergalactic Interviews. Uh, and make sure you go ahead and check out our sponsor. Our sponsor today for today's show is Floathouse. Mm. What you want to do is go on over to floathouse.ca and use our podcast promo code IIPODCAST. That gets you 20% off your next float. Inside Floathouse is also the amazing VancouverCryotherapy.ca. You want to check out Vancouver Cryotherapy. It's amazing. Works so many wonders in your body. Norepinephrine. <coughs> What? Norepinephrine? Just maxing mm. out in your body. Maximum uh, anti-inflammatories. That sounds really good. So good. Honestly, you feel so charged up when you do it. And if you're so inclined, do the float-freeze combo. Is that what Mike Zaremba called it that one time? Is that what? I feel like that's what you're, you're calling no, it. No, no. He, he was on the show. Mm. That's what he called it. He called it. He's like, you, he's like, you want to do the float-freeze combo? And I was mm. like, the what? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, In his demonic voice? He's like, hey, you want to do it? Or do you want to do it? <laughs> I don't think he... Mike, it sounds the voice of an angel. Like, <laughs> yeah, not that. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, you guys want to check it out. Use our podcast promo code IIPodcast. Get yourself 20% off your next float. It's amazing. I float. We float. Jeremy Parkin, do you float? Uh, my boss does. Yeah. 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 Well, we need you to have your own experiences moving forward. I, I want to try, but like I, well, I've seen altered states. I'm not really messing around with this stuff. The tanks it's, luckily aren't as aggressively not even uh, close. like crafted as they are in altered states. The amount of yeah. times altered states comes up when we talk about float houses. Well, it should be common, right? It shouldn't be uncommon considering it's a whole movie about it. I don't know, but like, like, and not really about it, just about the loose idea. Yeah, but I don't, I don't like talk about the Habs, and it's like, <laughs> hey, I watched Mighty Ducks. Yeah, but Jesus is Christ, that the... really relevant? Exactly. No, but I mean, exactly. like... Exactly. I never seen anything right. either. I can't. I don't watch Fair hockey. Enough. Jerry Perkin, I, I, I assign you uh, to finish Netflix before we talk again. <laughs> okay. Entirety. Just finish, fin- achievement unlocked. You ever Netflix. seen The Holy Mountain? What's that? Um... It's this movie. Oh, I forget the director's name. He wrote it and directed it. But he also, like, the film that he made before this was El Topo. And George Harrison and John Lennon really liked El Topo because it's quite psychedelic. There's a lot of religious imagery in it. And uh, wow. they, they, they funded a lot of the Holy Mountain. Like, they put in a good portion of the budget. And, like, I think the Beatles' manager was, like, one of the main producers of the movie. But anyways, the Holy Mountain, it's really weird. There's very minimal dialogue. Yeah. It's really weird. Go home and watch it. It'll Alejandro really you. Jodorowsky. Yes, that's Jodorowsky. it. That's it. Yeah. And it was produced by the Beatles manager, Alan Klein. Yep. Uh, God damn. You're a smart fella. Oh, no. I'm not. I just regurgitate information. That's all I do. That's this whole podcast. Please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeremy, you're awesome, bro. Uh, we love you. I want you to come back very soon. Okay? Thanks. Uh, Bye. Congratulations on the remix that will come out very soon. 43 days. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you very much for watching. I'm C. Martin and myself. Uh, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.